What's going on, folks? Welcome to uh Eight Back Hands Podcast, episode 175. Before we start talking about wow. titles and words and all this other stuff, right? Uh, this is a very serious title. And so, you know, we understand the responsibility and the seriousness in which we need to have this conversation. Um, it's a risque type conversation, but we're willing to have it because you know we want to make sure that we're doing the best for our fans and we're doing the best. Uh, job that we can do as podcasters and so first and foremost right i know that there's a couple of us that may have a little trepidation with regards to having this conversation and so i just want to name that and bring it bring it to the room and so folks if you if you want to jump in and be like yo this is how i feel about having this type of conversation i think i was going to talk about do your show baby let's (laughs) it cannot get talked about right so but 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 hey let's let's talk about it now Are, are you are you reef how you feeling man yeah, I'm feeling good. Today's, you know, and this will come up as, you know, uh, you know, today's my father's birthday. So just, you know, uh, had the opportunity to go out to dinner with him, which is fantastic. Um, and I'll, I'll share a little bit about like this, this word and my father and I in and in the interaction about that. I'm a little, you know, like, I'm not excited to have this conversation <laughs> and I'm, and I'm part of a team. So I'm showing up and going to do my best to, uh, you know, just share my thoughts about it in, in the ways that I share, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little like, Oh boy. All right. Like, <laughs> and even when y'all were talking about it, I was just like, Oh my gosh, I hope they're joking. I hope they're joking. <laughs> you know, then I'm like, He's serious. <laughs> hey, 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 the Spanish, the Spanish yo, he, he See, did it. We, he, he does it all the time. When, when, when Sharif says the word, he puts a Spanish N on the front of it. So he says yeah. like, he does not enunciate. So Chris, man, how you feeling? Listen, I feel good because this is exactly the type of shows that we should have in my mind in this one way, which is, first of all, I think anything is teachable. Mm. I think if I challenged any of you to go into a classroom with young people and say, today we are going to study X, that you would be able to figure out a way to pull which resources you you would want to teach from to what end. And and hopefully it would be on a topic that had some import into their lives, to everybody's lives. Today we're talking about an outlawed word an unsayable word, a word that is so unsayable that people have to call it a euphemistically like the N word. But the experience that goes with the word has no euphemism. The experience that comes along with the word has no no N dash anything, whatever, right? It's a real ass experience. So I feel like if I were to ask you all, next Friday, you can go uh, to this high school class and you're gonna have a conversation with them about the, the importance or non-importance of this particular word, the history, the etymology of it, and uh, how it has affected people's lives in the past and the way that it has trade and currency today. There's some questions around how it's used, who can use it, who can't use it, blah, 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 that we haven't really negotiated and figured out. I think that could be a dope lesson. So I'm feeling good about the conversation. I don't have no trepidation. I don't have no Spanish hands that I'm going to put on the front of it either. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point. I mean, yeah, I would just say that's a good point. And it reminds me like that, you know, as I mentioned, like, it was something that I actually taught, you know, when I was a teacher. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically like not use it. So this would this show would have been canceled back then when I was a teacher. Like, oh, you would have canceled Reef, them. Wow, Reef, Reef, can Charles talk? 
That's all good. Yeah, yeah, all mean. Ken means is he physically able? And yeah, God bless him with yes. ability to talk. Charles is on you. He can't I'm do good. Read, read this one. You could have kept running on, brother. I was good. Uh, I would say this, man. I, I actually, I don't have an issue talking about. I think y'all, y'all know me. We've had this conversation. I think our fans, our, the people that listen. I just, I don't think there are certain conversations. I don't like having certain conversations in mixed company. I, I, it, it, there's a code that I have that I may be hypocritical with at times. I don't know. I, I'll just own it, but or whatnot. But there are just certain men conversations. Women mixed company. I don't. You said what? Men and women mixed company. You mean? Nah. I mean, no. I think in this one, I think racially, I, I, because one, I don't debate with white folks about using that word. Like, I don't. It's not a. I don't. I don't want to hear what they think about me or using it or not using. It. I don't want to. I don't really care what their thoughts on or or or, Debra, or or how they feel about not being able to use it or or what they think that does to our community. I'm just I'm not interested in it. And I want to say to our white viewers, you know, you you cool, like you know what I'm saying. We may like each other, whatnot. I just think that there is just certain things that should stay in family. I don't see other cultures coming to these bigger spaces and 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 and, t- and airing out internal laundry. You know what I'm saying? The way that it just feels weird to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I've just seen it. So, but I'm down. I, like you said, I'm a part of a team. I, I agree with what Chris was saying. I do think we should be having more provocative conversations. Um, it's interesting though. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's interesting, but I'm not, you know, whatever topic, whoever comes up with on this team, I'm down to have it. And so we here and let's do what we need to do. Um, Charles, I want to ask this question though. I mean, mm-hmm. like, this ain't really mixed company. This is our show. It's, it's mixed company, bro. No, no. If they don't like anybody comes to this show and don't like what we have to say, and there have been some people who've come to this show and don't like what they've heard. Absolutely. You, you could keep it moving. It's, you can keep yeah. you can keep it moving. You could come to this show and not like what you hear. You, no, you can it. come here and be part of this audience and be like, oh yeah, I don't like the it's, way it's, y'all say it. For me, it's less no. about that though, right? For me, yeah, it's less about that. It's 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 less about who I deem as family or who I like or whether they're comfortable or not with it, right? For me, it's it's just certain things that would ha- that if it happened in our house, it need to be dealt with in our house. It's a place of privilege that that everybody can't have. That's all I'm saying. Even even in our worst moments, like you can't have every part of, of this. And I and I say that out of respect for other people's culture, and they don't have certain conversations in front of me. Like you ever been in somebody's house and they start arguing and you excuse yourself? Like mm-hmm. that's how I feel about other coaches. But Chris, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been consistent on this. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I get what you're saying. I get that it's a topic that needs to be had. I think I, I, I get the brashness of it. I understand. Like I fully understand what you're saying. I don't disagree with the logic either way. I'm just telling you, for me, you know what I'm saying. There's a. I don't know if I have the right language for it, and maybe Sharif can say it better than I do. It's just some shit that I'm just like. I'll, I'll have this conversation with black people all day and I will respect that elderly black person that feels a way about that word. And I'll hear out a young person that feels a different way about that word. I think that's actually good for us to have those conversations, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. The, I can't sit at billionaires tables and have certain conversations. So don't come to mind. I, I, and it's not they fault if we're doing it in front of them, I would listen too. but mm-hmm. I just, I'm babbling now. I'll stop there. I think you got the point of yeah. where I was coming so, from. So, so, mm-hmm. so we're, we're gonna we're gonna use some so, some things to kind of uh, make this conversation be a, a, a really good and informed conversation. So we got a clip coming up to introduce the word and introduce like how we're going to like talk about it. There's still niggers in American Army uniforms. Just it was said them. without thinking, painting an entire race with a single word. But it wasn't always a slur. Originally, the Latin N-I-G-E-R just meant black. 
Cock-a-doodle-doo, nigga. But at the dawn of America, N-I-G-E-R became N-E-G-A-R to describe some of the first shipments of African slaves. What's your name? Kunta. Kunta Kinte. My name is Toby. Hi. That's a good nigger. And with slavery, the word was contorted into its current dark, degrading, hateful insult for African Americans. We are the Ku Klux Klan. We hate niggers. Look out, nigger. The Klan is getting bigger. Over time, it has appeared in everything from ugly propaganda to cartoons to nursery rhymes. Eeny Meeny didn't always end with Catch a Tiger by the Toe. It was tossed about casually in movies well into the 20th century, part of the way of life, but also sometimes to raise consciousness. You nigger lover. And in the civil rights era, the stigma came to a head. Author James Baldwin in the 1963 documentary Take This Hammer. We have invented the nigger. I didn't invent it. White people invented it. In the 1970s emerged a new willingness to explore the impact of the word and even satirize it. And isn't it a lovely morning? Up yours, nigger. If you two ever really started going at one another inside of five minutes, he'd be calling you... Don't say it. Nigger. It hardly disappeared in the 1980s and 90s, though white people rarely said the word publicly. Some black people did. A lot. Black people? There's niggers. The niggas have got to go. Straight out of Compton, crazy mother named Ice Cube. From the gang called niggas with attitudes. As a society, we've tried to ignore it, ban it, literally bury it. The NAACP held this symbolic funeral for the N-word. And we've perhaps added more gravity to the word just by refusing to say it. Whenever a white lady on CNN with nice hair says the N-word, that's just white people getting away with saying nigger. That's all that is. Bro, so I think that was an excellent setup. Uh, Don Lemon did us justice. He did it better than any of us could have done it. And so let's jump in. So uh, what are some of your immediate thoughts from watching that clip? Uh, Reef, we'll start with you. Uh, do you have to? <laughs> like, <laughs> I saw your face, so yes, we have to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so much in that in that clip, right? Like this long, long history, um, you know, of the use of the word, and you know, I mean, I think the vitriol behind it, you know, Negro, everybody knows Spanish is is black, but it's like, you know, what's your mindset and what do you create? you know, uh, you know, from that, you know, how many people, how many people, um, their last words that they heard was that, mm-hmm. you know, the last words on, on earth, you know, whether they were getting burned alive, whether they were being thrown in a river, whether they were being, you know, um, lynched, you know, that was, you know, for many, uh, that was, that was the last word, man. And, um, and it's, it's like, you know, the dichotomy of human, of human beings, right? Like, I, when I was a kid, I listened to NWA. You know, my I was telling my kids early, like now, you know, uh, "F the Police" was my favorite song. I mean, the the campus police of IUP would give me citations for playing the song. 
So they were all right with, you know, they could say, the, you know, the N-word all day in the songs. Nothing. Any of my neighbors heard F the police, they were calling campus cops and they were coming on it. So that's like, that was bad. But the N-word, you know, was it? You know what I'm saying? It's like, so like, that, it's just such an interesting thing. I would literally get citations, bro, and I would tape them up on my wall. Like, all right, here's all my citations. I'm going to play this song every day, all day in between classes. Uh, <laughs> wow. Damn. Yo, yeah, was, so, you could have played Steady B. You could have played, you, know, <laughs> you could have played anything that was out during the time. But you wanted, that was the right. joint that was on rotation, bro. That's what's up, man. Chris, what were your thoughts when you ran through that, man? You know, looking at that clip, I think the good thing about the clip setting the frame for us is there's a lot of questions involved in that. So, 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 so there's the old history of what the word meant uh, and directed at us and how it carried so much power. And there's questions around, should it still carry the same power that it used to carry when white folks use it? I have questions around, does making it the N word make it any better? Uh, and who, who decided that? And I used to say the N word all the time, the N word, literally that. Uh, and y'all know, I've told you this story when I interviewed Dick Gregory famed civil rights uh, uh, activist, Dick Gregory, I said the N-word in our conversation and he got mad about it. Boy, she talking about the N-word. N-word. When we have a meeting that we ever decided that it was going to be called the N-word, you don't hear nobody talking, calling the Holocaust the H-word. Who, who, who decided that we're going to call it the N-word and try and clean it up and clip, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and it, it threw me for a loop because, I mean, he was, I mean, he wrote a book called Nigga. Right. He, he has a book with the, with the name right on thing. But he was offended by the idea that we would participate in some other group sanitizing the word in that way and that we would just play along. And Charles says this all the time, like people just be developing language without without you. And then all of a sudden you just be saying it and you don't know where it came from. Like, you know, kind of like BIPOC. I don't know where that came from. All of a sudden I'm saying BIPOC. Right. So in this way, the N word that raises a question for me is Dick Gregory. Right. I saw that in the, you know, in that, that clip there. And then the other thing, you know, the question I hope we do get to tonight is who gets to use it and who doesn't get to use it. And for what purposes, right. For some reason, I don't have any problem with NWA in the same way I might have with other of our people, how they use it. And, you know, there might be some questions. I hope we get to it too, around like, we absolutely don't think that white folks should use it, but we let brown people get off the hook with using it in pretty heavy rotation, right? And I just wonder about that as a question. Like, who decided that? Where did that come along? Whatever. That's my initial thoughts from the clip. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. Charles, jump in here, man. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, <clears throat> I definitely want to make sure you get to them questions. So y'all should just ask them when they, uh, don't, you know, I know we'd be starting the show 10 minutes before we get off. So just ask them. Hey, this one uh, might go. This one might go. Two, I would just say, um, I mean, I ain't had much reaction to it. I've seen it. I, we know this stuff like that, that, that clip is not for me. That CNN segment is not for me. It's not for you. It's not for you. It's not for you. And I think that's the thing. I think part of it is. You know, there's an antagonistic play in there where a people that historically has wanted whatever they wanted and have always gotten what they wanted can't have this. And it's a huge issue. Add that on top of the fact of what you just went through, Chris, of the need mm -hmm. to sanitize it and soften it. Right. Like, mm -hmm. so you can stay confused. It's fine. I don't I don't care. I'm not responsible 
for your intake of nigga versus nigger and whether who can say it and what those rules are. Like, like this is not the intel gathering show to take back to brunch. So for me, I shout out to Don Lemon. He did that for y'all. Don Lemon is trying to get into that Oprah space, baby. White money. You know what I'm saying? That be coming for a while. So uh, I, I, that was my reaction. Is that you agree with that though? I mean, do you really think absolutely. like <laughs> like like he's not he's there's a portion of black folks that he is talking absolutely. to also with that clip yeah. that that ain't ain't where we are absolutely. I mean, like yeah. when he when they showed a part of the clip with the NAACP burying the word. I had forgot about that. That was the but... corniest shit ever, and it didn't work. <laughs> that was the corniest shit ever. I remember, like, it's because people don't that people don't really respect the NAACP, man. They always pulling some shit. They, that and and the the uh what what is <sighs> when they tried to take away charter schools and like you know it's just it wait a second. Why was it corny? Why it was it corny? Been corny? Charles, say more, say more, Charles. Why is it I corny? Just, this is one was... of the most revered civil rights organizations it's in corny. American history who did this. It's, Why do you say it's corny? It's almost as corny as Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi and, and Kente Cloth kneeling in DC. <laughs> Damn. It is all home, bro. All that shit was for it's sure. So, if you the NAACP and you want to change that stuff, hey, guess what? Yeah. You are the body that has chosen and picked yourself to be our legal representation, this multicultural group that came together in the advancement of colored people, which is now black. I don't need your whack-ass parade. Why don't you get some of these policies <laughs> changed so every time we actually try to hold you accountable, you say, well, it's the system and the policies. I thought we built y'all. To handle the system and the policies. So it shit was corny. It had, there was no coof behind it. There was no, like, and I'm sure there were some people that truly believed in it, but I also right, right. feel like it was the fledge, it was the ashes of a fledgling, uh, once really revered organization that I'm still part of and I still love. But at that time, they had a particularly low acceptance or love rate from black people. So I thought it was a show. I thought it was, I thought that they talked to a marketing person around that. Do you think they were right? To want to say we're gonna bury this word, though we're not gonna we're not gonna go by this name anymore. We're, we're we're doing away with this as our part of it. Do you think they were wrong for that? Oh, wrong, right? I think it was survival. <laughs> he's in wrong. He's not like the brother that come home late and his yeah. girlfriend asked him where he's been, and he's like, you know, so, here, there. Yeah, you know? Like, like, yeah. like it so, wouldn't matter, baby. I, I was out. I'm here now. Yeah. I'm here now. So 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 all right. So we got the Don Lemon framing, right? Which is, you know, pretty. I would say pretty a a a, a middle class framing, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we got this next framing that I feel like is gonna resonate with more people because, like, it, it will we'll unpack the energy. All right, Mr. Wilson, you've done just fine on the Rorschach. Your papers are in good order. The file's fine. No difficulty with your motor skills, and I think you're probably pretty ready for this job. We got one more. Uh, kind of psychological test we always do here. It's just a word association. I'll uh, throw you out a few words. Uh, anything that comes to your mind, just throw it back at me, okay? Just kind of an arbitrary thing. Like if I said dog, you'd say... Tree. Tree. <laughs> dog? Tree. Fast? Slow? Rain? Snow? White? Black. Bean? Pod? Negro? Whitey. Tar baby. What'd you say? Tar baby. 
Confet. Colored. Redneck. Jungle Bunny. Pack of wood. Burhead. Cracker. Spear chucker. White trash. Jungle Bunny. Hunker. Spade. Hunker, hunker. Nigger. Dead hunker. <laughs> Yo, man, hey, Richard Pryor was the goat. But Chris, you got a hey. funny story about. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just was going to say shout out to the RIP to the great Paul yeah. Mooney. He wrote that sketch. Did not know that. So RIP yeah. uh, great Paul Moody and RIP Richard Pryor for uh, for performing it. Uh, Chris, you had a mm -hmm. funny story about, well, not even a funny story, a real story about Richard Pryor mm -hmm. and the N-word, man. I want you to I'm put the screen on you to talk about that. Well, I don't, yeah. So if it's the story that you, that I think yeah. you're talking about, it's not, it's not a necessarily a funny story, but Richard Pryor actually had a conversion that a lot of people had where they stopped saying Africa at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and he talks about the fact that, you know, he went to Africa and he does a whole bit about his time in Africa. And it's a funny bit around his experiences while he were there or whatnot. And towards the end of the routine or towards the end of the bit, he says, you know, the funny thing was I spent all this time with these beautiful people in Africa and, uh, and it hit me before I left. I didn't encounter one nigger. I didn't meet a single nigger the whole time that I was there. And he's like, it's kind of like because there isn't one and there's no such thing. And that was his experience, leaving the American context of life where you grow up steeped in the toxicity of the America uh, lifestyle, American lifestyle. He went over to another country where he was surrounded by black people, where everything was black and everything in his mind was different and beautiful. And it was different. It was like getting stepping outside of the American context. And that was the change for him. That's when he stopped uh, using uh nigger nigga however you want to say it in his routines uh and i i always remembered that as like <laughs> i didn't have the same situation because i didn't go to africa i stayed here in the united states right but i remember it because he was so known for uh uh his artful use of not just that word but a lot of the black lexicon a lot of the black ghetto lexicon in ways that was artistic poetic uh, you know, however you want to say creative, however you want to say it. And he dropped something that was so important to his comedy. Very important to his comedy. Yeah, man. Thanks for sharing that, man. And so Reef, man, as we were like coming up with the themes behind the story, you had a mm. powerful moment that you shared with us as well, man. Why don't you share that with the audience about your first encounter with the word in terms of like your dad? Yeah. And, and I would say like when I was younger, I would use it, you know what I mean? Especially if I was trying to, uh, you know, like defile someone for verbally, you know what I mean? If I was like trying to disrespect them, that's when the word would come out. But I would also use it, you know what I mean? Like when it was someone that I loved. And and I, re I remember, you know, talking to my father, you know, I was on the phone and, you know, he, he asked me where my brother Mikael was. And for a split second, I forgot I was talking to my father. I thought I was talking to my homies, you know what I mean? And I answered the way that, I would, if I was with my boys, you know what I mean? And they, he was like, yo, where, you know, where's your brother? I was like, I don't know where that Nick, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, and then I was just like, my heart sank. My even say, re, even reliving the story when I was telling y'all a couple of days ago. And even now 
even reliving the idea that I said that to my father, who I'd never, I'd never heard. I was telling you, I never heard the word till till 10th grade, you know, like just used casually outside of, you know, uh, reading something or watching a film or anything like that. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't used in the Thamusasa, you know, in, in that way amongst children, right? Of course the adults weren't, but like amongst children. Then I'm in Iran. Then I come back. So my first time in like the public space all day was was in in uh in tenth grade of high school. So and my father, you know, it was just like a this this deafening silence, um, you know, for a couple seconds. And he's like, you know, and I I had already was like, can I snatch that word back out the air? Can I rewind this life, this portion of life? And he's like, son, you know, I, you know, you know how I feel about that word, even though we had never talked about it. I knew how he felt about that word, same way as a lot of people in my village felt about uh, using that word, um, you know, casually and talking, you know, particularly talking about, you know, a, a loved one. And um, yeah, and that, he's the one that said, like, you know, that's that's a word that people, so many people um, heard right before they were killed or, you know, when he was, you know, uh, when they were raiding him and all the times that cops had a, a gun at the back of his head. Or amongst his comrades, that's what they were saying. That was the language, right? That they were using to to basically show how much hatred that they had for him. And so for him to hear his son, you know, using it, you know, he was just like, yo, this doesn't jive. Like, you know what I mean? Like how we envision you, how we envision your, you know, use of words, this this don't match, right? And I I still 50, you know, this was that was 30 something years ago. I still feel like man, I can't believe I, I did that. You know, I said that, you know, in that split moment. But that was the time, right, when I just kind of was just like, you know what, I'm not going to try to turn it off and on in this space and that space. I was like, you know what, like, it's it's not it's not that important for me to even use amongst my friends for me to use it, right? And that's what I was talking about, like, the dichotomy. I would, I would listen to songs that had it, right? Like, it was a couple of raps on Snoop, all, like, they would use it profusely. And I'm like, yeah, even though I did I knew the the context of the word. I knew that, and I didn't necessarily agree with it, but I couldn't, I couldn't stop. Right? I was so like you know, with such a common usage um, yeah. that it just. Um, but yeah, that was that's what uh, that's what uh, kind of just helped me cold turkey. Just like that was yeah. done. I was done. Yeah. Folks, if you're listening in the audience right now, please like this or share this. You know, this is a very important conversation. We're giving y'all our everything tonight. So please like this, share this. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll bring it to like current day for me, right? So um, it, at my place of employment, uh, there were uh, two two white teachers uh, and, and, a, and a black teacher that was involved in, in a scenario, right? And so um, it was a white, white teacher and uh, I guess she was singing, it was a Fetty Wap song that was being sung, right? So the first question that I have is, what the hell are you doing listening to Fetty Wap, right? Like, I don't know who does that, right? So that was the first thing that, that was my, that was my first thing. But then um, one of the one of the lyrics that was 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 uh, was was sang by by the white person was nigga. She said nigga, and so as the black teacher was walking in, she heard her say it, and she's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like and like just didn't go off. Like came to administration, you know, for us to handle it, for us to do the work that we needed to do in terms of that, right? And so. I, I, I had four different conversations with this teacher that said the word nigga, right? And the first two conversations, this teacher didn't know what she did wrong, right? She's like, 
I, I, I don't know what I did wrong. Like, so it was, it was a young teacher and like, she really didn't have an understanding as to like the impact that that word had on others. And I don't blame that necessarily on her. I blame that on her parents. I blame that on the people that taught her. Right. I blame that on the fact that she may not have black educators that were like in her life that would have been. What year was this? What year was this, Ray? What year? If it's Fatty Wap, it was recent, bro. No, no, I'm just saying. Is she grown? She got to pay. She's she's an adult. She's an an adult. Come on, bro. It's 20 something. Listen, bro. You can can live a culture. You can can live a. I don't know if that. Chris, you muted. Go ahead. Y- y'all be out here telling me. I just Google Fetty Wap. I thought that was a woman rapper. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stop it. Uh, y'all, just, y'all be out here just, telling people. To, she know damn be, well. She know better. She ain't stupid. Like, no, y'all tell teachers to use hip hop in classrooms. Stop be it. Telling stop them all. it. If you, if, you, if you a teacher and you and you got that message and you thought that meant it was okay for you to say nigga in a profession as a white person, the students then you then you've just you've just charged you've just charged Darwin yourself. You don't deserve yeah. to be there. I Get just your read, dumb ass on. I just read uh, a professor or somebody that was using it and people complained about. It. So it happens more than we think. It's not. Yeah, just I think like, it happens as a scapegoat excuse. If you that dumb, then you shouldn't be around urban well, kids. No, I'm just saying that they don't know. I'm just saying they, they use it. He like says it no, they don't know. They don't know. And well, this, I, no, this, this is, so, is why I'm gonna say this is why I'm gonna say they don't know. Because anybody listening and watching this right now, go Google Ben Franklin High School nigger teacher and, and look for a video that comes up. There's literally a teacher arguing with a black student in one of uh New Orleans's uh yeah. test in schools. Arguing with him, it's just a word. We can all say it now. Everybody yeah. has been saying it. But, but this isn't a classroom. He's a white teacher, white young white male teacher. Especially when y'all start talking about it's a term of endearment, they like we love y'all <laughs> and we love all your music and blah blah blah. So now it's no longer a, it's no longer a slur. And this is a teacher in a classroom, a young white male teacher in a classroom with the yeah. Black we also got teachers teaching that slavery was a vacation and that people but was happy doing it. And the like, black boy is literally going in hard on like you can't say that, you can't do that, and he yeah. just. As in his authoritarian role, and then some of y'all know our Dr. Santaliasis, who had to let somebody go from her district. Uh, Google Baltimore teacher who says y'all gonna all end up being broke ass niggas. This is what a teacher says to a classroom. She gets frustrated with a classroom of black te- uh, black students, and she says this in the classroom. What kind of conversation you gonna have with those students about? So, so, so the, the third and fourth conversation, right? Because like I, I, I gave her, I gave her some assignments to do, right? So like, hey, mm-hmm. you need to go and you need to go do some research, right? Because like, I, I feel like, you know, those are teachable moments for folks, right? Especially if they want to learn, right? And so like, as I'm having her do these assignments, like the, the third and fourth conversation were a whole hell of a lot better than the first and second conversation, right? And like, I talked to some, some of my colleagues that are in leadership, they're like, yo, I would have fired her. I'm like, fire her for what? If she doesn't know, then you really should be like teaching her because, Here's the thing. If I teach her and then she's in front of like other black kids or whatever in the future, because she will be right. So now there's a place of reference in terms of like, all right, well, if you do this again, then you can't say that you didn't know. You know, now you're doing the shit because you're just straight up racist. Right. It was racist so, the first time. I think I think. Yeah, I think I would have given her the, the, the door. That's I would have shown her the door. Like I I, I was sitting there trying to think like the first time <laughs> I'm trying to imagine like, hey, would I, like how would I. I just don't see any way around it. Like homework, yeah, homework on your way out the door. You know what I mean? If like, you if you are that culturally clueless, what, what what city was this in? What city? We're not talking about cities and stuff. It don't matter. No, we we just... are, it do matter because this is the thing, right? Like if you teach yeah, in, in 
in the heart of New York or Philly yeah. or Chicago, and you say, yeah. "Well, oh, I didn't know that was okay." She didn't say that shit outside. She said that shit in front of a classroom. Where she no, had so she wasn't. In, she wasn't in a classroom, right? She, well, was, she was in a room with a with another white teacher gotcha. and a black that's teacher walked by. That, that's even worse. That means that she has. Listen, bro. See, this is why I don't like doing this conversation in front of Miss Company because this shit started evolving. You know, in a professional setting, that you can't say that shit. Regardless of what color you are, you know this, and they use that shit. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know what you. What it was was I'm privileged in every other way, and I don't understand why I can't use this word that these kids are able to use, and I should be able to use it because I care about you, and I'm not racist or whatever. It's just some shit that you can't have, and you yeah. just can't have it. Like there yeah. are two conversations, right? There's that conversation around the etymology of this word, the epistemology of this word, what it, why we say it, whatever, who can say it, who can't. That's the, the I think that's the real conversation. Yeah. I'm, I don't even want to entertain this white shit. Like teachers are saying it in schools and they don't know it. They fucking know. Like yeah. they fucking know. Like, you, you know, know what? I, I'm sorry. Like, listen, no, no, don't, don't that's be sorry. all good, man. Don't be sorry. There, there, are, yeah, terms, there are terms that I I yeah. didn't grow up in that community. I know yeah. not to go to, to that community and say, ain't nobody right. taught me that. And, and I ain't getting a check from the government in a government school to teach yeah. black kids. But I, 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 so that, that it hurt me because like I'm, I'm there. Right. But like the, the, the shit that hurt me even more than that was my son. Right. So my son, his first day of school and I go and buy this house. In this suburban school district, right? And 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 for folks that are listening, right? Like it's I'm not saying it's like flossing or, or or bragging or doing any of that, but like buying a house is definitely a, a part of school choice that people don't talk about, right? So I'm just gonna name it because I bought a house in a zip code that I wanted my kid to go to school to, right? Get it balling, tell so, him stop that shit, son. So, yeah, and so and so he goes to school, first day of school, he walks to the cafeteria, and I was gonna let him come on and tell his own story. So he uh, he goes to the cafeteria and he and he walks by a, 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 a table full of white kids and they just freely using the word nigga, and so this is a, a skip twice uh, skip twice what was he twelve year old ninth grader at that time right, and so he comes home and he's like shaking right he's like shaking, and like I have to hug my son as he tells me the story about white kids freely using the word nigga. And I know that that's not just happening at his school. There are kids that are going through this shit in all the schools with these white boys that are listening to this music or whatever, walking around bumping this shit, singing it, and doing all this other shit. And their parents ain't telling them, hey, you shouldn't use that word. Hey, there's power behind that word. Hey, there's power behind words. And so my thing is, and the reason why I'm so, I, I was like, I was a little reluctant about doing this show, but like, if we don't do shows like this, and the white folks that are listening to this can't hear it to then go back and say, you know what, this shit is fucked up. We need to do something different. We need to look at this another way. Then, like, we're not doing our job as educators. We're not doing our job as as the folks that have this kind of platform, right? And so, man, that shit was painful for me. That was the most pain that I've had with uh, with dealing with that word because it's my son. And and that shit hurt me more than uh, it hurt me more than white boys calling me nigga. I grew up in the south. Right. So like, it happened all the time. But that instance in which that happened to my son hurt me more than anybody calling me anything. This is why I don't think like, you know, Charles, just to push back a little bit on your original situation. I still have kids in schools. Right. So this is still an issue. Right. Uh-huh. It is not isolated that white kids are walking around confused about whether or not they can say what they want to say or, you know, whatever. We are dealing with an uneducated uh, uh, country and, and 
you know, uh, Ray, when you just said like you move somewhere to try and spare your your son some things, black folks are making different calculations about where we live and how we live there and why we want to live and what schools we go to. Mm. And sometimes you're trading academics for culture. Sometimes you're trading culture for academics. Sometimes you're like, but in all of it, you're thinking about putting your children in a safe place. You're trying to protect their kind of innocence, right? Mm. And the, the black child innocence, you know, you don't know when it's going to come, but there will be that one experience where it's like, oh, I'm not just a child. I'm actually treated different by the world and seen different by the world. This was my one example of when it happened, right? Like a lot of people have that date. They can remember when it happened, that they lost their, you know, their innocence or, or when they encountered that situation where it's like, oh, I'm not just a kid. Like I'm a black kid in a country that feels some kind of way about a black kid, right? Mm -hmm. Uh you still have teachers, you have professionals, you have people that are in your children's life right now that are getting dumber about this particular issue and this word, I think, because they think that they're younger and hipper and smarter and wiser than the old teachers and the older teachers who did know better uh, be after years and years and years of civil rights training. It's some of your more, I want to say, progressive ones that might think that they're enjoying common culture with the children that they or the young people that they teach and whatnot. And they are walking around with all this, like, listen, man, we all listen to the same music. We do the same thing. When mm -hmm. I say nigga, I don't mean black people. I mean all people. I did, you know, it's just that I call white people nigga now, you know, blah, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. There's all these like, come on, man. It's a mixed conversation. It really is. Yeah. And our Kara kids are in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I was going to say, Kara said something in the rap, like, you know, like hip hop. And they got like white folks calling their kid, you know what I mean, calling yeah. themselves uh, niggas or something like that. And it's, uh, you know, I, I think music obviously has, you know, a big, uh, a big part of this. And then when you're talking about schools, uh, Ray, in that first part, like, and a lot of like what I hear sometimes is like in books, and the teacher saying like, I want to use it, you know, because I want to be authentic to what the author wrote, right? And mm -hmm. kids being like, yo, you, even if it's written there, we don't want to see you or hear you say it. And then there's this pushback, well, I'm being authentic to the not, right? Like, it's still like my, you know what I mean? Like, not listening. And these are the same folks to be like, oh, listen to kids, right? Like, the kids are saying, don't do it. But then on the flip side, I've had teachers, white teachers who say, I'm not, I'm skipping that word. And the kids are saying, yo, why you skip the word? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's and it's just, in the book. It's yeah, right it's there in the book. Why, yeah. why are you just skipping yeah. over? Like, you know, you always talk about you're authentic. This ain't like it's just, it's just like I I get weary of it because I'm just like, yo, stop using it. <laughs> but it's like I, I just think folks are I, I don't see a point where it gets buried anytime soon. Well, what do you do when it's in in uh in Mark Twain and people are reading aloud in classroom? So I've I seen mean, Huck, different Huck things. Finn, you know, in Huck yeah. Finn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of folks are just like, you know, that was part of the pre book burning, book burning. Like a lot of school, yeah. a lot of schools with, you know, that were sensitive to the issue. They were just like getting rid of it. Right. You know, um, and that's one thing. But then I, I say the other thing, like and we, we were talking about this because you were like, what? You can't, you know, kids don't say like, yo, we banned like, yo, saying that in my school, in my classroom. Or mm -hmm. as a teacher, mm -hmm. or in, as a principal, like yo, that, that it was termed as profane language. Like yo, like absolutely not, right? Like, and I, I didn't get a lot of pushback, um, you know, from I don't think I got any pushback from students. Every once in a while, they would slip, and they had a consequence for that. 
But it was like, nah, like you're not using that in this space at all. I don't care if you're talking casually. I don't care if you're saying that's a term of endearment. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't fix mm-hmm. your lips to use that that language in this school. You know what I mean? Don't use the F-bomb. Don't use the N-word. Like no profane language in this space. And that's just how it was. Like it, it was that was something I was not willing to even to negotiate, you know. Um, so, but yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. I'm not I'm not for censorship at all. I, I think that like I mean I get it. I get where you like I think that's a case by case basis. I think, but I think this is how these conversations go, right? Like we're so in the minutia of like a specific classroom. What can I don't if it's in a movie and it has it has a historical context to the movie, then yes, you, you use like if if we are okay with that, then you gotta be okay with all this other whitewashing that other people trying to do around what things actually were in that time, right? I think that that's mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's what I believe. I believe once you, I can't censor something that I don't like and then get mad with something else gets censored. I think those are slippery slopes, but I think we're in the minutia of this word. And I know there's some, some smoke that y'all want to get to. Uh, so I, you got more, this ain't smoke enough. No, <laughs> I'm about to say, like, this ain't really the minutia, minutia. Because... minutia if you, if we talking about, if we get down to a Huck Finn book, right? Like if we're talking about that's a, not minutia, that's thousands of, that's of, thousands I, of I understand kids. that's thousands, but yeah. what I'm saying is what, yeah. what I'm saying is, is that there's a larger place that I felt like we that y'all was trying to get to, but I could be wrong. Maybe I just misread that. That's that'll no, be my. You fault. didn't misread what, that. What, what I, <laughs> yeah, that's all I was saying. I yeah. just, I just, I just, I just knew we were. That's kind of a. This yeah. conversation well, is is one that people want to hear. I think yeah. that the teacher piece and a book piece or whatever. I get it. I get it from your perspective, Reef. You know what I'm saying? But I just thought that was somewhere else I was trying to go. That's yeah, all. Yeah, but I wasn't so saying just, that I would ban uh, Huck. I read that as a kid, like, constantly. I was, like, I read all of that. You know what I mean? And But I would, it was filtered in a particular way. I wasn't then. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess, what, I, I guess what I'm saying, Reef, house, is that you know? I'm not mad at you as the school leader that made that choice, and I can understand oh, another black school animal. leader yeah, making I, a I different choice. I was like choice. NAACP. We buried it, but without all the theatrics. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's all I was so, saying. It's like, that's, so, that's the minutiae I'm not mad at you as a leader saying we're not. I love when Ray try to get it. He like, and a different, yeah, yeah. And a different oh, black oh, leader saying oh. we're gonna do it this other way. That's all. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm just trying to be respectful. I know this is a very powerful topic, and I want everybody to get their shit off and, and say what they gotta say. But yo, Charles, to what you said to your point, man, we're about to segue into something else, and then we're about to get a little bit deeper into like who can use this word. Shut up, man. I'm the pastor. For what? Probably smoke bud, too. How you doing, brother Craig? How you doing? I'm all right. Well, I'll see you. But you had Sister Jones in? Nope. Need this brother Jones. They both at work. Well, your ass need to be nigger. Excuse me, brother. What we call drugs is 74th Street Baptist Church. We call us sin is sin. Sin. Well, around here, between Normandy and Weston, we call this here a little twin and twin twin. Wow. Nigga. Won't you just give him a little bit for my cataract? You didn't put in on this, man. It's been to get a receipt, my brother. Look, 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 she bending over. Claude, have mercy. The Lord is my shepherd. He know what I want. Excuse me, brother. Miss Parker, Miss Parker. Can I talk Told to you, you. Miss Parker? We be letting you know, evil lurk. 
Yo, R.I.P. Birdie back, man. I, see, I don't want to be watching Friday clips in mixed company, bro. This is not you. You can't do this shit, man. Like, <laughs> yo, but so, but so, it, it, interesting enough, right? Like, who has ownership of this word, man? Who should be using it? And so, Chris, you said earlier, you know, you made the comment about brown people and like, you know, Spanish people. So, yo, when I hear Spanish people use the word nigga, that shit tightens me up like i'm not even gonna yeah. lie like i yeah. i feel a way about it right but like what are your thoughts well and and can you tie in that clip like i i, I don't understand yeah i think clip. i feel like the clip was salacious <laughs> and gratuitous like, <laughs> maybe it was <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was i think it was only like, loosely take, affiliated take the with the from topic. Him. <laughs> take the buttons from him, yeah, I, I don't I, think I, it was loosely I'm affiliated sure. with what <laughs> like, we're supposed to say to I'm like i must have missed something uh <laughs> Did you even watch Friday? I saw clips of it, like you know, oh, people, probably that. Clip. I mean, it's part of yeah. it's part of culture, right? Like you see <laughs> clips of it everywhere. Like it's yeah. You might be the only person in this audience, right? And also on this show that didn't watch Friday. But Chris, what's your thoughts, man? Who should be using this word? So this is this is tough for me, and this is why I, I'm interested in y'all take on it. Obviously, because mm-hmm. we're four different people. I knew when we when we talked about this. Uh, I've complained about hip hop, for instance, on this show before with us talking. Mm-hmm. There, there, there's a level of intelligent artistry that I think could, you, you know, have this word as part of it, and then there's just a part of it that is just trash uh, artistry that overuses the word in a context that, to me that just denotes ignorance and trash, right? And I think all people got their trash people, and I, I you know, I, I hate to talk so blazing about it, but uh, first of all, I don't think that non-black people should be using the word at all, right? And by non-black people, I mean all non-black people. I mean, there are Asian kids in San Francisco. There are, are uh, Latino kids in Oakland and in LA and, and all across America who routinely use this word as part. And no one has ever checked this, right? Like like before they fight with each other or before, you know, or when they're, you know, just joshing with each other, whatever, you know, whatever the thing is. And nobody's ever really checked that. I think that's a problem. We never call it out as black people. We talk about it when it's white people, but we let other so-called BIPOC people uh, get away with the thing. And it shouldn't be theirs either because there's anti-blackness in all of their races. I just want to be very clear about this. Anti-blackness is not a strictly white supremacy project, right? It, it, it cuts across ethnicities. So if you ask me who should use it, uh, we definitely need to say who can't use it or shouldn't be using it in regular rotation without a problem. Listen, everybody's free to say whatever you want to say. I, I believe in free speech. I don't believe in consequence free speech, right? So if you want to go to West Philly and take your chances uh, going around talking to people or whatnot, yeah, I believe in free speech. Free speech might have you uh, laid out somewhere or whatever, but you shouldn't be using it. Um, and when it comes to us in using it, like I can't be a hypocrite. I can't be like, you're never not going to catch me at a point where I loosen up in some situation uh, where I'm going to call Charles. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> 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 but, you know, listen, listen, in the right circumstances with the right inebriation, I'm not yeah. going to be a hypocrite and say it's not going to come out my mouth ever. But what I am going to say is it's not I'm not going to use it like a period to every sentence. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles, jump in here. Who should use it? Who can't? 
What's the? I mean, look, bro. I'm not the arbiter of who can say this word, right? I think that that's like I I, I heard Chris say people don't. I, I would disagree and push back. I seen it's a lot of I seen a lot of black people g check people uh, for saying that. I I've also been in different hoods. Like somebody was bringing up Fat Joe. I don't. Fat Joe is like you know. I think he's a part of that culture in a different type of way. But you can. You can tell Fat Joe not to use it. Go ahead. Like I, I think the people that he's around and that and, and the and the way that he came up and who he came up with is, is part of is is part of his vernacular. And I and I do think there was a whole debate in the comments right now about Spanish and that's a it's in New York. It's a lot of Spanish folks, a lot of Afro Latino folks. It is what it is. Uh, but take that up with him. My thing is this, right? Like, oh, it's so fucking hard having this conversation. With you. I'm, I'm trying to do this in a. What do you know, bro? Like board. you don't have to. You don't no, no, have no, no, to. no, 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 because I'm trying you know. to do it because yeah. I, because I, because there, there are sentiments that I know everybody won't understand. Let me give you an example. I done met mixed people that lean more to their white side, and I've heard them try to say nigger, right? Like, or they send it, they'll say the <laughs> n word, and it's like, yeah, bro, you shouldn't use it. You shouldn't, because I feel like it's a white person saying it to me. And there's yeah. been other people that might not, that that, that might be, you know, Afro Latino, whatever, and grew up a certain kind of way, been our friend, yeah. been there, been through some shit. Like, it's yeah. different, and I think that, but again. The, even the rationalization in front of mixed company is like weird. You know what I'm saying? So I get you, Chris, but I want to make sure I do answer the question and engage. So, I mean, I think that, you know, if you're in a place where you can say it or not, and if you ain't black, <laughs> you just know you tested some stuff. That's all. Mm-hmm. Maybe you go to one of them schools that Ankrum put his son in where white folks feel comfortable <laughs> saying that shit and they ain't catching. Ankrum paid for that house and sent that boy to that type of school and sacrificed a bit of culture for some academics. Like that's what that is. Put them kids in a, in a different school and let them play around in the lunchroom, and they're gonna get their ass beat. Like the 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 world has a way of correcting this on its own. Like we don't have to have this conversation. Like that's not really you, true. You get half our kids are half know. of our kids are in mixed schools, though. Half I mean, and, 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 and listen, if, if if but that but now that becomes a parent issue. Like whatever it is that goes on in your house and in your household and how you feel or whatever the case is, yeah. kids. Kids present and, and, and are shadows of their parents. So if it's a yeah. once white kid saying some so, shit, they heard their parents say it. Yeah. Go ahead. So, so, I, mean, so I, I think though. I'm a little bit different. I'm a little, I'm a, I'll look at it a little bit differently, right? And so, and, and I'll, 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 I'll walk through my feelings behind it. So, like, I feel like if you present as Afro Latina and you embrace your African culture, right? Yeah. Then I look at you differently than I would look at someone that doesn't. Right. Because like you have some Spanish people that straight up think they white. Right. So if you are Spanish and you straight up think you're white, you're not going to say that word in front of me without getting the shit smacked out of you. Right. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you present as Afro Latina and you can run me through your family history in terms of like my dad is black, my such and such is black, my I identify with black people. I did. So you go do all that interrogation when you hear that word. (laughs) Yeah. Before. Hey, hey, listen. So you're not just just using that. You're not. Yeah. Something. Cause you're not just you're not just using man. I got to see some ancestry.com before you use that word around me, bro. Like you, man, nah, no. But Reef, you about to say something? Go ahead. No, no, I, I, I'm just laughing because I'm just like I don't like. You're like, what it is? What about this? What about this? I, I think, and I, I agree with you. There, there's some of our, uh, you know, Latino uh, brothers and sisters who, you know, like you know, in Philadelphia, we got a lot of Puerto Ricans. I mean, we have the diaspora. We got a lot of Puerto Ricans, and there's some. They don't identify with the Tainos and the African part of, of it. They're like, right. you know, they project like, yo, I'm I'm Spaniard. You know what I mean? Like, that's how they, you know, they act and interact and things like that. But I, I just think, like, you know, for anybody, I, I don't understand why 
people feel such a need to use it, no matter what their background. Like to me, that's that's the thing. It's almost like it's like this is it's like the holy grail. Like like you've arrived and you can use it. Like I'm like, I, I think that's a dumb <laughs> no, thing no, to aspire to, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, like, it's just like yeah. I mean, the amount of people like, well, I should and I should be able to, and I'm just I'm like. What's the matter with you? Like, why? It's just mind boggling to me that you hear so many people defending whether they should and whether they earn. Like, why is that a right? Why is that your aspiration? Because, you know, because that's the highest like, level you know, of, but you know, you know what I mean? And you I can tell me. you, and I also agree, like, you know, the first, so the first time we heard it, like you, like in person, we were at the Y in Upper Darby, it's a suburb of Philadelphia, the YMCA swim classes um, outside of Philadelphia. And, uh, and as, as Cole said, you know, we were, we were under 10, but we still knew like, oh no. So I played lookout and my brother, you know, went up in his mouth in the stalls. Like, nah, like you, you ain't going to use that. You know what I mean? And they, they probably like eight years old, but my brother's like, nah, we, we're going to handle this right now. It ain't no... Tell the counselor, tell the swim instructor, tell I don't even think we told our parents. We're just like, yep, all right, bet. All right, boom, boom. All right, we're good. Let's go exactly. get in the car. It's time to go. You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. just so and I think and, and I do think that there's this new generation that somebody mentioned in the comments, but these kids that was born in the 2000s, late 90s, or whatever, right? Y'all done taught these kids to be so damn inclusive, right? Well, I, I don't care if my wife friend said or whatever. It, it was an episode on 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 uh, Bel Air about it, right? Where like mm. the black dude was letting his white friend say it, like, but that boy was clearly not in the culture in the same way. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's a failure of black parents. If your black kid is going and, and coming back home and saying some shit like that, and you in the black house, then you you fail somewhere. I'm that's just you. There's yeah. not there. Listen, I think that your household is in charge of your culture. Like, I think that it is that it is your job at home to correct and guide coach. I don't mean they're not going to have outside influences. But if that foundation ain't strong, then you ain't got to just worry about your kid letting white people say, nigga, you got a lot of shit to worry about. If that if, if that, that should just be an indication to you. Yeah. Facts. I mean, the, the culture is against you, though, in a lot of ways as a parent. Culture's out of your hands. I mean, when we talk about the nigger culture. So and by that, I mean, the industry of nigger. It's a industry. It's a yes, it's it a is. like like if you took that word off the table, all of hip hop would collapse overnight. All except for for Fresh Prince, right? <laughs> all except for Will Smith yeah. and Eminem. Eminem yeah. and Eminem and Fresh Prince would be the only only two people left if you took nigga off the table, right? No, well, there's and, a lot of people that don't use the word. And they like put him in. They right. put him in the top ten, and he never even used common. it. So like, and how, even it, right? That's right. They put Eminem. They don't put Will Smith in the top ten. No, no. They put Eminem, Eminem in the top ten. Eminem in the top ten. I've heard this that's conversation not why, a lot. That's not why Eminem I'm just is saying, not. That's not, no, I'm not saying that's why. I'm just saying if people are saying he's in the top ten and he's never used it. Then, he has used it, I think, a long time ago. He has. Okay, said, okay. Listen, he has let, made, let's be real. Like, if, if we don't have a conversation, have a real conversation. I think that most white people have said that word. Like, I, like, I, oh, I think that most. Yeah, I think that they have. Like, this the they thing. Have, they I don't, have said that. I don't need white listeners in my yeah, DMs yeah. telling me they never did it. You ain't got to do that. No, we, no. If you, you didn't, if you didn't inbox Charles Cole and tell him that you didn't, no, you know what? They had the right to speak. I don't know if it's or your most. uncle or your mom or your dad has. Yeah, if flip those tables. If yeah. you didn't, something happened at Thanksgiving. You have heard it, yeah. you know, before. Yeah. But my only yeah. point in saying this is there's a nigga industry, and the nigga industry is not owned by us. So the yeah. global production of niggerdom through yeah. art and culture 
is not yeah. for our profit or for our benefit or even for our listeners. We are just the producers of it and someone else is profiting off of it. And that was a decision that was made at some point. At some point, somebody made a decision that we're going to start going this direction more than that direction. Mm -hmm. We're going to start handing out contracts in this direction more than that direction because it appeals to the entertainment value of the broader population more than it appeals to our heritage of, of controlling our own culture. This is just one man talking. This is me talking. No, I, I, and people, I don't, people don't, you know, so you. we didn't make the decision of how some of these trash rappers, like, like, like how it's getting more and more and more crazy with the Lil Pumps and the Lil Zis and Zane and all that type of thing. Everybody. everybody drugged out, blah, blah, blah. And you ask him about Tupac, well, he's old and he's boring and I don't even do that and blah, 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 whatever. They took the culture and went a different direction with it, and made it an entire profit. Is it like the the nigga complex is 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 expensive and 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 someone's someone is is on a yacht right now somewhere <laughs> right now someone is on right. a yacht somewhere super yacht right hey Chris do me a favor just say real quick real quick just say get off my line just real quick I just. Just one time, say get off my line, bro. This ain't an old. This ain't an old person's thing because this, no, this is this is this is cultural critique that has been going on since they and took it's gonna over keep happening. I mean, listen, industry. hip hop over, since they took over the industry has been counterculture right. though. Like yeah. hip hop has been counterculture. Like that's part of that's part of the appeal of it. And I think, listen, man, I think one part of the way we having this conversation is still kind of projected through like on some level whiteness, right? Like white reaction or if white can say it or whatever. Like I said, I think it's a much deeper conversation of, from black to black. And I think you've taken us there, Chris. So I want to, I want to, I want to say that, but here's how I feel about it though. Right. I'll listen to an elder black person. Tell me about that word all day and how they don't feel about it. And I'm going to respect them. And I'm not going to say certain things around them because I respect them or whatnot. Right. And I also know that that like, Listen, man, y'all know, y'all heard about my auntie. Y'all know she had a stroke. She was here today. You know, she's still struggling to talk. We watched uh, Crooklyn with both my, my other auntie was there. We was there. She was talking and we was chilling. And that's my nigga. Like, that's my, that is my nigga. And that's why I'm going to say it, right? Because even me saying how much I love this woman, how happy I am she's alive, how happy I got to spend this time with her or whatever the case is, regardless of where that word started, that is the highest level and you can call me dense or whatever you want, right? But in terms of endearment in my family with the people I love, like that is my nigga. And, and, and it hurts other people that they can't feel that. It hurts other people that they can't say that. And there's some black people that never felt comfortable saying that word because they live in opposite and different worlds and they feel bad that they can't say it. And then you got these people that bring up BIPOC. I'm not, I don't, don't call, I'm not a part of that group. What the fuck is that? I, I've said this. I've gotten in trouble for this. So come back and try to get me again on it if you want to. Call me black. Because every time black people is trying to appease other people or make other people feel comfortable, or like you said, N-word, that was to make white people feel comfortable, not black people. Not black people. And my thing is, identify me as me, because every time we get grouped up, we lose. Every single time we, we decide to group up with other races, we forget what we was in this for, and we don't get nothing. So... I got the word. You don't T test your own fate with who you said around. And if you get slapped and you just learned a lesson, that, I, I, I can't I, I can't have an intelligent conversation about this fucking word. Well, who, who doesn't have it, though? That's what I don't understand. I don't they have don't it. I'm they telling you, it. It. So I'll tell you who don't have it around me. All right. <laughs> because Anybody, they all use I'm it. Tell you. They all got I'm, it. I'm going to tell you who don't got it by me. Right. White folks ain't got it around me. 
People that ain't black, that's not a part of this culture, don't have it around me. People that don't know me and they use that hard ER don't have it around me. And if you say it, it's going to be an issue. And if I feel like you want to say it out your mouth, we're going to have a real problem about it. Like we was at one conference and I got pulled away because I felt a lot of ER energy. So you ain't even got to say the word. I felt the I felt the ER energy. So I'm about to match you. It's, I it's, felt the ER. I felt the ER energy of that person today, Charles. As a matter of fact, it's so funny <laughs> you should say that because as of today, that person came back into my feed with some of that same ER energy. It's, it's which y'all ER raise energy. a bit. Y'all raise a good like question. You. Is there a difference with the ER and the the AH? It, it absolutely is. It absolutely yeah. is. And, and, and what is. I think is, I mean, it is. I think that there are some people that try to get a little too cool for their britches. I do think it's some, you know, them. You know, Boondocks had a great episode about that one Harambe teacher that because he knew Kwanzaa thought he could say it or whatever. Right. I think he wanted to feel some kind of way and make a connection. But that shit yeah. was dumb. And he had, that's why he made national news. I do think that there are some people that know what that word means, know what it, what it means, got that hard ER and is basically saying, I still own you. Like, like, how dare you have something that I can't have? How dare you tell me what I can't possess? And because of that, I'm going to keep fucking with you about it. Like, I just, you know what I'm saying? It's, and do something. Like, we listen, I can, lose, I can lose things over certain topics. This is one of them. That's all. You yeah, can't I have think when, I think when white people see black people using the word, they feel accomplished in their colonization of us. I think it makes them feel accomplished. Mm -hmm. I don't think they feel bad about it at all. I think they like us using the word. They definitely like us doing it for Warner Brothers and for all the big mm -hmm. white corporate corporations that are putting these people out. Because what they're saying to their own children is you can be entertained by that. But just know that's the actual standard of what you never want to be in the world on display for you always. Right. So we want you to go out, be entertained by it and let those people do what they do. Right with their self-colonization and their internalized self-hatred that took 400 years to implant into them, right? To the point where they now embrace it so much that they have named themselves it, right? That's accomplishment. That's like a great accomplishment uh, of a 400 year project. And I think they know it. I don't think they feel bad about it. And I don't think that they're like really pressed really to say it, except for when they're, they're at their most stupid. Oh, some of them most, yeah, yeah, they're Marjorie Taylor Greenish when they're when they get that far down the pipe. But I think for the most of them and for the majority of them, it's a it's a sidebar conversation at best, but it's definitely one that makes them feel good about their standing and their place in life because they're not running around trying to embrace their colonization. They're running around trying to embrace their colonizing. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and and this, like when I when I see whatever, yeah, get off my lawn, goddammit. Oh y'all get off my lawn, right? No, so I see the entire industry, right? Some of y'all went y'all off my block. Forget the lawn. Don't, don't even my come city. in this radius. Like just, just get out just, my city. Just, you just know? go. Just you and your language. Just just go. Just go. You know what I mean? Like it's uh yeah. Man, hey, listen, that's what this is what's up, man. Listen, I, I know that you know this conversation was not an easy conversation, but again, I appreciate you fellas from having this conversation because it shows our range as podcasters. It shows our range as, as content creators. So thank you for, for that. But so did y'all get me, all the heat y'all wanted to have? I'm my bad, Ray. I just I, I can stay later if you need. I want to make sure y'all get to everything that y'all need to get to. That's yo, so so it's funny you should mention that, right? You know, <laughs> hey, I'm like a teacher, I overplan. So 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 I, I want us to, to 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 hear this clip, right? Because like it it it, it resonated for me. Oh boy. Like um, Volunteer. 
mercy. Where's the chair? Oh, oh, nigga. Hug the neck. Oh, nigga. <laughs> Don't you know how to come home? Where you been? I came for one thing. Whatever you can tell me about my real family. I don't know nothing about your real people. A name, number, anything? I said I don't know. Now come along, come on. I remember everything. Everything. You could have helped me, but instead you beat me to dust. And you? Well, I don't know what you're talking yes, about. Yes, you do. I was six years old. Now you just listen. No, you me. listen to me. No, I think you done forgot. I think you, you forgot. I said listen to me. This is my time. You understand me? Bruh, so if you watch this movie, then you know. Reef probably didn't watch the movie, so he don't know. What is it? What is it? Is Antoine Fisher. Fisher? Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot about that part though. Before we before we dig in, Reef, did you watch Antoine Fisher? No, I didn't watch it. I will though, because that C was powerful. <laughs> don't try to play me, all right? This it's is like, why Sharif I'm still is so standing. Wide. I'm still here. <laughs> This is why Sharif is so wise. He hasn't sucked up all of America. To the idiot box? The, yeah, the, all the pop culture of America. He's been spared a lot of it. It raised me, man. Right? Yeah. right. But I, I will but, but, check that out just with that clip. I'm like, huh, I'm, I'm curious now. So. But, but, I agree, Jamoke. Okay. Yeah, but uh, 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 imagine being raised like that. Like being raised, you know, and like all you hear is like, Nigger and like nigger. Like, oh, but Ray, know. Ray, Ray, yeah. Ray, Ray, yeah. Ray, 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 Ray. Yeah. Being called nigger was the least of his problems in that house. Like, see, it's so much context. He no, no, but he just said, but just yeah, but just but just but, but I, I agree treatment. with the point. Just hearing it, just hearing it all the time. Like, yeah, all the the deep the depth of like how he experienced childhood is one thing. But I think what what I took from it was just when you hearing it all the and I, I the the story when I. I was 20, I guess, when, yeah, I was 20 when I was talking to my father. That was because I had, at that point, six years of hearing it a whole lot, right? Like, you know, all the time. And then it became accidental. Not something like I chose, it was just like, next thing I know, I'm, you know, I'm saying it because I didn't have this conscious effort to like, no, you know what I mean? Like reject it. And once I decided like, no, I'm rejecting it. I'm not using that. Then it was different. So if it's like just part of your ecosystem, everybody's using this term of endearment. I don't care if you spell it with an A, a A H, a E, a E R, like <laughs> like whatever. Like oh, well, they, they, they pronounced it differently. Like when I when I hear when I, every time I told y'all this the other day, every time I hear ODB that one song, and he says my niggas a nigger, I'm just like, what's the matter? Like like that is so problematic. <laughs> you know I mean, because like, he's speaking so to because he, because nah, man, because there are certain people he's speaking to, and if 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 it wasn't for you, listen, I have no issue with how you feel, Reef. Like I said, I'm never gonna argue with a black person around they choice to not use that word or to use it right like that's never that issue i think but but if you're talking about odb odb had a certain group of people that he wanted to talk to that connected and that felt seen and heard through his music now it might not have been for you right but like to some people I man that's all they I, had. Love, I love wu-tang and i still cringe I when you. i hear it and i think yeah I, th I think in most of their songs they would still be dope without it that's what i'm saying like it doesn't elevate your music for you using it and he would still be seen or the people would still be seen if he didn't use it and again i can't police whether he uses it or not 
what I'm saying is, like what I'm saying is, that doesn't card. that doesn't elevate anything. Just like when when uh, it, it, when, but that, when uh, Chuck, D, Chuck D said, no, I'm, I didn't say elevate me. I said elevate I know, but, his his uh his lyric. I'm like it doesn't it doesn't do anything, and I don't think people won't be seen if they, that word's not used. But like, I'm, saying, I'm not. I'm that's not what I said. That's not what I said. That's not the logic that I see in all of this. I knew y'all was gonna get me into this shit. I knew. See, so good. Look at the time. Look at the time. Look at when it's Hey, but we're going though. We we good. We good. Because it's the thing. Everybody don't want to be Chuck D. And I appreciate Chuck D, but I ain't slapping Chuck D riding down the F. That's not what I wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? And I think that there was people. I was giving a, a specific example when I say like I, I know what you're the, saying. The nig with the, that pulled the trigger when he's talking about like Huey Newton being um, right. being killed. And he's like, the nig that pulled the trigger. It's not like that he didn't use, but it was like it was, was like context. almost yeah. It was context. Well, now yeah, it's just I like it. as, as, as Chris said, it's just like a period every day, every like blah, blah, blah. It's, it's cough syrup and the N word, like nonstop. Yeah. You know I mean? It ain't the N word, man. <laughs> what have you I, not learned in this hour that we have I think been I just, together? I just, I just said that everybody, word more everybody tonight everybody than I've said in the past couple of decades. So, like, okay, Charles, like, take your point. Not everybody wants to be Chuck D. They don't. But just because your dumb ass becomes famous for doing dumb shit and saying dumb shit and poisoning the culture, and there's somebody out there that listens to it and likes it, doesn't hey, make you noble either. Doesn't I'm not make saying, you, who said that? Because, I, didn't, I didn't say none of these listen, cats was noble. Listen, I didn't say nobody listen, was noble. Listen, these, you know, you could become famous. And you can have somebody, oh, I'm talking to the pimps. I'm just talking to the pimps. Or yeah. I'm just talking to the drug dealers. And you're going to use or pimp talk if you're talking to the pimps. And, and you know what? And I'm going to call you trash for it because I think that pimps are trash people. I don't think that they're people we should be elevating and, and, and elevating in the culture. So I don't care what they do. You can say whatever words you want. You can yeah. live however you want. You can be talking to somebody. But if you're talking to the Absolutely. people that like are, are exploiting our people, right, like as a job, as an occupation and then bragging about it, uh, then, I mean, cool. Live with that. You famous. You I mean, I, I don't, I don't, congratulations, well, you famous. But you, you using yeah, the sorry. best example for this, like ODB, ODB, listen, man, if you know ODB, if you familiar with that cat, that cat was just him 1000%, like, bro took Absolutely. MTV as he went to go, like, cash food stamps on TV, right? Like, this is, <laughs> understand who we talking about. I know. Understand what they did. You're making for, my like, point. Understand what they did for the island. Understand, You're making my point. Uh, understand that they spoke to people that felt like nobody had been speaking to them, and they spoke the way that they speak. If you talk to, if you talking to an MD, you're gonna talk like an MD. If you're talking to a pimp, you're gonna talk like a pimp. So right. all I'm saying right. is, again, I have no beef with no black person that says I don't want that word around me and I don't want to use it. I have no issue with that. But I'm also not gonna act like. You know what I'm saying? What that word has not meant for other people, whether it's righteous or not, whether it's the right answer or not. Right. Like, I know that there's a connection that people have to that terminology. I know when you when you finally hear that music and you feel like, damn, nothing ever actually spoke to me. This shit is speaking to me in a different way. It's an experience for you. And I'm glad that it was something different for y'all. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, some people got Baldwin and some people got Jay-Z, bro. And I just feel like yeah, it just some people got cracked. And some people and, got asked, and they did, and they right? did, and they, yeah. right? Like I'm, you know, it's just it's just crack people. It's just people who do crack pipes. I mean, I mean, you know, we sure. Just, if if you want, if you if you if you if you put that on the that. level, listen. I feel good with crack. Crack so, is good. So, so what? So what is the wait? Point what? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Is, 
So I don't, I don't, I, mean, I don't. There's know a point at which you have no right? standard. There's a point no, at which you have no standard. But I'm standards. telling, what I'm saying to you is, I fully respect where you land on it. Is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm saying we're not the arbiters of who can utilize that word and who not. I am not prepared to paint a people that use that word in a certain type of way. One, I'm one of those people. One, that's one. And then two, like I am just not in that position where I can just tell people how they need to be talking or whatnot. Like I just, there are just other issues that I feel like if I got to, if I got to attack something, there's just a different one that I'm going to attack. But again, I love this conversation with four black men. I just hate that we, cause there are things that we want to explore and talk. Cause this, I'm telling you, man, somebody that's not one of us is going to take this conversation and they're going to mess it up, bro. I'm just telling you. I mean, like, who cares? Who cares though? Yeah, I like, do. Who cares about those people? I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, on one side of our mouth, we say we don't care about those people. We don't care nothing about it, them. This is just for black people. This is for black people. This is just us talking, blah, blah, blah. And then the other side, we're worried that we can't talk freely. I'm not worried about anything. Because they, you know. So let, let's have this conversation. Let's do yeah. this, right? Because yeah. I think it's a, right. I actually, I actually right. think it's a good intellectual moment, right? Like, I'm not, it's not that I'm worried about them, right? It's not, I'm just, I just don't want to have, I don't want these conversations turn into entertainment for people that it shouldn't turn into entertainment for. Like when, when Dave Chappelle left his show and they were like, why did you leave that show? And he said, there was a moment where people went from laughing with me to laughing at me. And a part of this is I don't like displaying these conversations where we're being vulnerable and trading and going back and forth for somebody else's entertainment. Like there's white folks that done already said, this is a great show. This is one of the greatest shows you've ever done. <laughs> Word. Right. Like, you know, what I'm saying? Like, that's what I mean. Right. Like, it's not for your edification. It's for me and my people. That shit makes me uncomfortable. Now, that person is fine. That person. I'm not mad at that person for having that reaction. You feel what I'm saying? Like, but because we giving them the opportunity to have that to, to have that reaction. So I'm not I don't. Chris, you're not wrong for calling me out on that. Like, I just I like you. I told well, no, you. I just think it's interesting. Like, I, I will think about it more. But this is what's interesting to me about it. There's certain conversations we can't have as four black men because other people might be entertained by it, but we're okay with an entire corporate uh, hip hop industrial complex that is feeding white people's ears the most ignorant shit about black Who people. Who said every that? Day. Who said they was okay with right? that? Right, like, like they are being entertained all day by the the nigger uh, uh, industry, right? There's an entire nigger. So, you tell, right? so, so should, are you right? saying so, that you should tell black rappers that they can't say nigger? No, Do you get to I make that, that choice. I shouldn't tell black rappers anything. I'm just saying, like, listen, you you can participate in your cultural genocide if you want to. That's your choice. This is a free country, yeah. and we've been doing and it for years. We make the choice if we want to listen. I'm, to it. We, I'm asking you what the, what the resolution, is, what the resolution is. Like, like, we don't drive hip hop sales like we used to. I'm this asking. My I'm, point. No, nobody's selling like they used to, though. Nobody's selling. No, right no, 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 no. That's not my point. No, not my point true. is, we're not the audience. We're not the buying audience of hip hop anymore. I, I hear anymore. You. I mean, it's, for, it's, forever it's been well, the we've never record sales we, yeah, and all white that. People have right. always white been people, the majority right. people buying shit. But no, white they people bought, no, 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 no. They, they bought the most black records in Motown days. We were the majority population for hip hop sales for the longest time. As a matter of fact, we had separate and and separate tracking systems for hip hop. We weren't even part of the mainstream culture. There was a point at which they introduced us over. into the mainstream tracking of everything, and we. Started selling in the suburbs. Started that was selling like crush started, groove, like post crush groove. So way, way post that. I mean, like, like NWA, uh, NWA was like one of the first ones that was in the community and in the hood that went global. Like, went you know, people in France were listening to it. 
you know, people in Europe were listening to, to that. And all of a sudden that became the, the green machine, right? That went out of our hands. So now the taste of hip hop is not even catering to us anymore. What we want to hear, what we want to do. It's actually uh, uh, catering to a global audience, right? And it's putting in their ears the most ignorant shit every day about us and about our people, about our women, about our children, about our values, about our morals, about our hopes, our dreams, our schemes, about how we work with each other and don't work with each other, about how we feel about each other, whatnot. All the most ignorant shit is going into the ear holes of, of global people all day, and we're not making any of the, the choices that, that go along with that. I hear not you. any of them. Not any of them. I'm not going to say any of them. But it is way more lucrative I mean, it's it's kind you know of what else is lucrative though. It's lucrative. It's lucrative to to shoot up a bunch of people, like a Quentin Tarantino movie or a Scorsese. Absolutely. We can talk about the mob, and we can do that. Like Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Like there's a hey, bunch Charles, of Charles, Charles, ho, 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 because people okay. don't have context behind like what what you're saying right now, and 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 that's a really good point. So where are we? Here, Trinidad, uh, explain himself because as you said, headlines often distort what people say and what people mean. And I'm always fascinated by the amount of burden and pressure people put on rap artists to police their language. No one asks uh, Tarantino to reimagine the scene in Pulp Fiction, uh, where he himself uses the word, the N-word, repeatedly and probably gratuitously, just like in Django. Uh, I think it's, rappers have an extra burden put on them. And I also think it's fascinating. But he has gotten white... criticized. He has gotten criticized for that, Mark. No, no, no. There are some people who are now saying that they're critical of him using it. They're not critical of the of the word being used in the movies per se. Whereas with rappers, they're saying rappers just shouldn't use it. Rap music just shouldn't have the N word in it. Or TV shows like Empire just shouldn't have the N word in it. And what I'm saying is is that perhaps that's a conversation that black people can have internally. What I find fascinating is that oftentimes white people are trying to legislate the N word for black people, saying none of you people should use it. It's like, well, nah, y'all, you know, that that's not your your call to make. Yeah. So I think that speaks to your point, y'all. So go ahead. Mm -hmm. No, no, I think, yeah, I think, I mean, my thing is, listen, I think I don't disagree with what Chris is saying. I don't, I, I agree. Like, there's a lot of bullshit that's getting sold, right? And there's a lot of bullshit that's getting sold to black people. There's a lot of bullshit getting sold to a lot of people. Like, there are mindless action movies that I've seen. I've seen a whole bunch of stuff on the screen. Like, Scorsese don't feel the same heat that a rapper does. You feel what I'm saying? And I don't have a, my, I guess what I was, I wasn't trying to cut you off, Chris. I was asking you kind of what your what you feel like the solution is that's what i'm saying right like if it's like okay i don't like this corporate machine that's making money off of this and more 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 specifically the use of the word nigga so are we going to start telling young rappers what they can and can't say like i'm asking from you from from let's let's say everything you said is absolutely right and the right way to go what is the solution that you'd be proposing like what's that next step all right cool i agree with everything chris said and chris if you if you could make that decision on your own you had that power what would be the thing that would then happen I mean, I, for me, it would be culture change. And I think it's like, our, you know, to the extent that you can win a culture war in an anti-Black country that has a profit motive to actually flood your communities with actually trash culture through mass media. Uh, I don't know that that's a winnable fight. I know that the way that people are fighting it right now is see, people talk out both sides of their mouth. They, they will listen to, you know, you'll have brothers that will listen to this shit or whatnot. But when they have a daughter or they have kids or whatnot, this is why they move out to Danville. Yeah. Right. This is why they, they move out of the city and, and get out like like in the suburbs and whatnot. And you know what? On their commute Absolutely. from there to work in the inner city and wherever they're working and whatnot, they'll still listen to it on the way. They might turn it down when the kids are in the back seat and blah, 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 whatever. Why do they do that? If it's okay, they do Bro. that because they know they're not trying to raise ignorance. They're just enjoying it. Absolutely. They, but then they, also, they, but then they, also they, they cool with it. 
for entertainment. Yeah. They just don't want to raise it with who they got in the back seat. But and that's Chris, how this, gotta, you know, a, a lot of these dudes that are out here rapping that same shit, right? But they don't do that shit with their family. They don't. They not, not like yeah. they 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 make rap it to your family, right? No, but when and, they have a and conversation Sylvester with Stallone, don't go home and shoot people. Like they, this, that's, this that's, a that's, totally, that's a totally that's a totally different. That's terrible. I mean, but but similarly, like what they what's consumed and what's sent out, right? Like it's yeah. Is freedom to, but what about freedom from, right? Like they want their child to be freedom. Like the, the boy, I, re- I read an article years ago, the Lunchables, you know, little, yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the guys who made that, the guy who made that, he barred his kids from eating it. He said, no, yeah. this is terrible. You know what I mean? But he had no oh, problem man. with producing it. Yeah. He's like the sodium, the this, the that. He's like, it is terrible for kids to be eating that all the time. Right. right. So he just absolutely was just like, no, you can't eat this. Even though they're yeah. like, you're famous for this. Like, this is your thing. He's like, yeah, that's for, <laughs> that's for them. That's for, that's for them. That's for them. That's for us to Facebook live how to make here. Money. That's for and here person, to live, and the person to live that here. Taught, but the person that taught Facebook how to make money, don't let their kid go on Facebook, right? Like, yeah, because they know what goes into it. Listen, man, I'm not, you're not wrong on any of that stuff. I'm not disagreeing with you on any of that stuff. I'm saying, what is the way that you're saying, like, what's the realistic way that we're talking about curtailing it? And does that mean censorship? Like, are we saying that we're going to censor our people? And I do think that the action thing is similar because every other form of entertainment gets to be a form of entertainment. Like when Mario, the cat that wrote The Godfather knew, they knew crooks. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the mafia had a role in the way that the movie got made. Then nobody come after him. Then nobody like, with Scorsese doing a mountain of cocaine, like I'm just all I'm saying is, is that there's a standard that we hold black, we hold these black people to something very, very different. Everybody else gets to be an entertainer. But when a rapper says, I don't do none of this shit, I drink, I drink green juice in the morning. I work out three times a day. I don't smoke. I don't drink. This is how I make money or whatever. And this is what y'all buy. I did some cool shit. You didn't buy it. Listen, bro, Jay-Z made Kingdom Come. Then nobody buy that shit. You know what he did? He went and did American Gangster. He said, I got to get back on that BS. So all I'm saying, if we talk, now we're talking about capitalism. And I'm yeah. just saying, like, we act like, yeah, because those people are adults. That's why they're saying, oh, my kid can't listen to this shit. Like, they don't understand what's happening. They don't know that this is wrestling yet. They don't know that this ain't real. You get what I'm saying? So all I'm saying, I'm, I mean, I'm Yo, not wrestling is real. I heard that shit you said, bro. Don't come yeah, at wrestling, wrestling real. I mean, shit, but, yeah, I'm all, I, I get, Chris, I, I, like I said, I agree with you. And again, this is like I get the logic that you're saying, like the logic is there. I, I just like I just don't see it happening is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I don't see it. it I, listen, I don't see it fixing itself. So I'm not like talking like I, I think that tomorrow we're going to be free. I'm not talking like uh, I'm. it's not coming out of my mouth right now that tomorrow we're going to start having respect for our women. And that we're going to have we're going to stop hypersexualizing our girls and we're going to stop, you know, over masculating our boys into like gang culture and shit that they ain't even participating in. Like when they like living in the suburbs, act, trying to act hard and whatnot and getting caught up in shit that they shouldn't be in. I'm not saying that's going to change tomorrow. I'm just saying the, the soundtrack for our oppression is on replay constantly in our own ears and not for our own entertainment value, not for our own tracking and programming purposes and not for our own profit. We're not making the money off of it. So we are being fed cultural poison every day. There is a, a, there is a, uh, a nigga industry and that nigga industry is, is better than crack and everything else because it's legal and because we just willingly consume it. And then we, we wonder why we have problems that at their root are culture problems, right? 
straight up culture problems at its roots. Now, there's a lot of people going to disagree with me all kinds of ways right now. I'm going to be I the biggest. That's a, that's a, that's a whole other show. Yeah, I'm going to be the, <laughs> I'm going to be the big Negro peeing on this show. I'm going to be the big kind of like, well, Christians just don't get what they blah, 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 well, Chris, blah. Are you, just, are you person, saying that you're not going to say nigga no more? And the same person who is saying that to me is actually going to complain a week from now about some shit that they have going on in their life that is part of the culture, right? That is part of the like, like, oh, you... <laughs> Listen, bro, there's a reason why I think so many people are Mary J fans. They are Mary J fans because Mary J is what you listen to after you, you have been it. a victim of, of, the, of, of the, the nigga industry, right? She's going to get you through it. Right? Then you go yeah. listen to, right, she's going to get you through the shit that was put on you that, that came out of this other culture. That's why, listen, I love Mary J. Mary J. Blige. I don't know, does she have this in her, her music? I, don't, I can't think of instances yes. of this in her is it is it there yes. is what there, there. Is, yeah. is she nigga I, I just i just listen to her live her, her live it's in every every other verse is is it? It? i'm trying to lightly talking about the queen of hip-hop and r&b but go ahead no, bro. Go, I, no, I love beyonce her. is the queen of hip-hop and r&b bro you said what i love her i said I'm beyonce is the queen of hip-hop and r&b you're right i said i said beyonce is the queen of hip-hop beyonce will tell you that mary j Blige is the queen of hip-hop and r&b come on now bro like like that's just her moniker but all i mean you listen bro again so two questions for you then chris one, right. are you saying that from here on out, you never say a nigga again? Well, I mean, just only when it <laughs> involves you. Right? Hey, that's like, cool. That's, that's your business. That's your business. That's right. your business. And, and then two, man, again, again, nothing you said factually wrong or whatever, right? But like, we are also the same people that made the blues, bro. We have always utilized music to talk about our pain. Again, bro, like, like this is not a word or term that we made up. As James Baldwin said, we didn't invent the nigga. You did. You did. And a lot of people did flip it. And but I think we keep resuscitating them. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people flipped it. I think <laughs> it, so. Do are we gonna is there is this? I don't know. I mean, if if a woman does super boss moves and calls herself a bad bitch, are we gonna be like, see, that's the reason y'all can't nah that's man? Like show. taking that's that another show. Show. That's that's another a different show. word. That's a different <laughs> word. <laughs> here's the thing. But here's the thing. I don't have a say in that. I don't yeah. that's their thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's that's their conversation for them to have and for them to yeah. do. I'm not saying that there's a lot of there's a lot of things mixed up in our culture. Absolutely. It ain't Never it didn't start with that word and it's not going to finish yeah. with that word, but I get your point, but yeah. all I'm saying is I just don't want to ostracize a bunch of people that I love and that I care about and a group that I'm part of. You feel what I'm saying? Like like nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't say and I get what you're saying. I don't think that I should be damned to like terrible culture for the rest of my life though because no. I do utilize that no. term in certain ways. When when yeah. when and you're in Chicago. So Chicago is made a, car, a cartoon. They're made into a cartoon nationally. So when we talk about white shooters and other people doing mass shootings or whatnot, people always do the, well, what about Chicago? They just had, you know, 40 murders over the weekend or blah, 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 <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Um, but that I never hesitate to put a nigga on his back mentality mm -hmm. that yeah. I hate you, nigga. I'll shoot you. I'll kill you. I'll take your money. I'll rob you. I'll beat your mama. I'll kill your kids. I'll blah, 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 blah. And then you're 13 years old and you're laying in the back in the street, living out the, the very thing that the yeah. people who put into your ear, who are, by the way, invested in private prisons, look it up and Google it, uh, mm -hmm. um, that drove you there. It's just like a vicious circle. It feels like a vicious circle. Yes. It's the wrong side. I, I don't yeah. think we're going to win. Yeah, so. and I I would say I I don't believe in the like oh I'm not part of that you know um, that conversation like as long as I have a a sister an aunt a mom a daughter 
I'm going to be involved in conversations using the word bitch. I'm going to be, I'm, I am going to be there. It ain't just their thing. Cause mm-hmm. I got a sister and I got a daughter and mm-hmm. like, no, I'm, I'm up in that conversation, you know? And I think, you know, a big part for me, you know, and it goes back to, you know, when you, when you look at a uh, H rat Brown, you know, Imam Jamil al Amin's uh, book that he wrote back in the day on the cover, he's arrested, you know, like, like many, like all the images that you would expect, you know, a black man getting arrested. And the, the title of it is Die, Nigga, Die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that's the title of the book. Mm-hmm. And that it was the, the mindset of, of this country towards folks. And that's the language that they used to tell them exactly how much they wanted to die. It ain't changed whether it's an A or an H. You know, that, that, that desire to both use you and kill you simultaneously um, still exists. Um, and I just think when I, and I think when I think about our people, you know, we do need, and I don't know how it comes about. It's like, not, you know, that's not my forte, but I, I do think that there is a deep need for a cultural revolution. You know, and I think this, this conversation is a, is a example of the depth of need for a, a level of cultural revolution. Um, you know, that we need, that we need with our youth, that we need in society, that we need with our art. Right. Like, if it, you know, someone once said, like, the, you know, art is the weapon uh, that you use to fight for freedom. Mm, mm-hmm, if it mm-hmm. is, if art is the weapon to elevate humanity, refine ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, um, how we refine ourselves if we're not refining our language? Because words are powerful and we can't refine our actions if our, if our words and our mindsets aren't different. So I, I do think that there and again, that's it's the depth of all the mechanisms that would need to happen is like way beyond like I, I don't even know how it happens but this idea of a cultural revolution like i just i just the past couple of years i've just really been thinking like that's a part of what's needed um as a uh because i think some of this i don't know if rap is counterculture anymore Mm-mm. it's so Mm-mm. anti-black it is american yes. culture Thank what you. we need is some rap that is actually counterculture because that's the culture right. of america is anti-blackness that's so right Counterculture means that it's pro-black, pro-black, it's positive. But it's but that ain't what I'm saying. I don't think it's counterculture anymore. But this is what we do. It started off that way. We act like this rap don't exist. We act like these people don't exist in rap, and they always have. There's always been multiple sides of hip hop. There's always been cats on some like street stuff and some people on some sophisticated stuff. It's all. It's always all been there. Now, some of them might get bought less than than somebody else, but it's always been there. My thing is this. I believe in everything that y'all said. I actually think, and, and I think that the way that you, one, and Chris, this is this is where I thought you was going to go with this on, on some of this. Like, parents have to show up in this conversation somewhere. Like, th- like there's a role in a job that a parent has around setting a good foundation for their kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's an R-rated movie and you policing on that, then you need to pol- be policing what they listen to or at least fill them up enough so when they do hear that, they know what it is. They know the real from the fake. But two, I believe in liberty, man. Like, there's a lot of topics that, like, the internet may seem like it's the biggest topic in the world. And I'd be like, I, at the end of the day, on the scale of one to ten, I care about that shit at about a two. But I believe in liberty, bro. And I think part of liberty is you being able to live your life however you want, even if I don't agree with it. If it's not hurting me, if it's not directly impacting me, I know I get this larger cultural context, but at what point if we start to exercise power over those people that we feel are just hurting culture and haven't done anything necessarily illegal, what part do then we step into fascism, right? Like, so my thing is this, I don't have to agree with what you do, 
but I believe in your right to be able to do it. I don't have to, if I believe in freedom of speech, that don't mean I agree with everything you say, but it means that no, you no, but you know, because as a libertarian, I'm going to be very clear to pull I up. I thought you weren't a libertarian I mean, just, um, just to pull up on this, I'm going to say, I believe in people's right to do it. I believe in people's mm. right to be prostitutes and right. to do crack. I'm mm. never going to uh, abdicate my idea about thinking about what progresses the race in a country that has purposely, purposely put us into a place and a situation that is not an enviable place and situation collectively. I love all my individual, rugged individuals who want to do everything and they want to just go and be like, you know, do whatever and do heroin and crack and everything else. You are free to do that. Are you you are not part hard of the- hard-ass drugs tonight. Right, exactly. <laughs> but you're not part of the solution. If we are talking, if the conversation is what individuals should be able to do just to maintain their own life and be their, themselves or whatnot, that's a different discussion. If we are talking about the position of black people in the United States in terms of commerce and education and judicial stuff and law and everything else, that's a different fight. And, and we can't do it without a clear head, without some pride in ourselves, and without some ability to detect what is anti-black and what is not in the United States. I might love some anti-black shit. There's still lots of stuff that we do that is a leftover from our encampment and our imprisonment in, in slavery, as a matter of fact, that is killing us. That is reducing our <laughs> lifespan, right? Bro, that is I'm an never excellent say that's pivot. Good. That's an excellent pivot. And so we're going to go into final thoughts. Excellent, Reef. sir. Yeah. Reef, we'll start with you, sir. <laughs> he keeps starting with Reef. And he didn't even <laughs> want to talk about it. I know. He threw that on purpose. <laughs> I'll start. Listen, um, you know, I, I think these... I think this conversation has been going on for you know a really long time. Obviously, you know somebody put in in the uh, you know the chat uh, C. Dolores Tucker. You know when she uh, brought it up, I I remember I remember uh, Michael Dyson, Michael Eric Dyson. Mm -hmm. I remember when I I had a visceral reaction going to to see him and somebody else do a do a panel at University of Pennsylvania, and I was excited to you know to hear them speak. And, you know, they used the, they used the N word and this was 80% of the folks in the, in the room were white. And, and then he, he called out and was like, Oh yeah, I know y'all saying like, I, you know, we shouldn't use it. And said, then he used it like 20 times, like directly just kept saying it. And I was just like, I, I just, I just don't understand it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Um, and I don't think I ever will. And I'm not trying to get, I, I'm not interested in people explaining it to me to help me understand. Like it's, it's, there's some things like, actually, I don't want to understand it. Um, I, I don't understand why Michael Eric Dyson with all the intelligence and brilliance that he has felt the need in, in that room to say, no, it's, it's okay to, to use it. And I'm going to use it and I'm going to flaunt it with, you know, I own the word now. Like, I don't know if you do. I really don't, um, particularly when you look at what, how it was created, how it evolved and what it meant. And again, what was the last thing that people uh, felt? What, what is H. Rap Brown saying on that book cover? Um, what is he saying about uh, the existence of black people in this, in this country? And, and I get entertainment and, and how it's used and all those things and, and who's, who does what in film and all the other things. And, I don't care what they do. I'm talking about our people and the ones when I'm looking at every single metric um, where we are. I don't, I don't care what the, what the other folks are, you know, are doing, are saying, are using. 
um, except in the context of when it's pointed at us and it's undermining efforts that we're making. But I, I just think, you know, again, as a principal, as a teacher, it was it was banned. Um, it was not something that was just accepted as as free speech. Like, you know what? You have freedom to do certain things. And I got freedom from hearing some of that shit. So <laughs> thanks, Reed. Charles, you up. Um, well, one, uh, still feel the same way about topic and mixed company, but I think we did a good job. Um, uh, to the white friends on here, you still my friends. I really just don't care to see your comments on any of this conversation just personally, but it's all love. Uh, thank y'all for coming, man. I think this though, man, I think, you know, when we talk about this, I think it's also a reflection of where we spend a lot of time. And, and I think this is where I spend a lot of time. The, the, the young people that I spend with, where I bought my house, where I chose to buy my house, right? Like, is in the type of neighborhood that I grew up in. And I think that, you know, I love these names that we bring up, but I'm going to just be real. As I'm a square. I've been a square my whole life. I am not with the shit. So I'm going to just let you know that right now. You feel me? But like, these people that y'all be talking about, I wouldn't have listened to none of these cats. These cats would not have cracked... Um, they wouldn't have had the attention of me and my friends and for us to get the, the lessons that we needed to get. And sometimes you got to meet people where they are, because sometimes people is living in places <laughs> where the term nigga is the least of your worries. You feel me? And I think that, like, sometimes you just want to be seen and sometimes you just want people to be able to see you and talk to you. And again, I don't disagree with what none of y'all said. And I Reef, I appreciate and I respect, you know, what you do want to hear and what you don't want to hear. I ain't going to never disrespect you in that way. You feel me? If you like, yo. I don't want to hear that shit. I'll do my best to keep that away from you. You feel me? But like, I think that Lauren Hill said it best in Zealous, man. And even after all my logic and my theory, I added motherfucker so the ignorant niggas hear me. And what I'm and, 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 and if you break that down and her brilliance, right? Like Lauren Hill is one of the smartest people on this planet to me. She is she is my Socrates. Jay-Z is these H rap brown people to me. Nas is like, you know what I'm saying? Is is Picasso and and William Shakespeare to me like growing up like they painted this world that I saw and that I could like see and I, and I could feel seen and be heard in. And when NWA made that, they made that shit for a reason, man. Like cuz nobody was hearing them and nobody was hearing these issues. If people so hung up on the word nigga, then why don't you change nigga conditions? Why don't you change the things to where people are reflecting what they see back out at you? Clean that up. And if they saw stars and rainbows all day, then that's what they would talk about. And I just feel like, you know, you you have to meet people where they are sometimes. And I'm just not. They're just usually larger issues that I'm dealing with when I'm working with certain youth or certain families and certain communities where I need them to be able to hear me because they know I hear them and I see them. And then we'll work to that place. It's like a church. yo. Come as you are. Just because you show up in baggy jeans and the wrong shoes and the wrong shirt for church don't mean that you stay in that space. But I got to welcome you because all you're doing is reflecting back some stuff that you didn't build, some stuff that you didn't create. So I I, I appreciate the show and I honor what Chris, Ray and, and Reef said in today's show. I want to make I don't want it to seem like I didn't. But that's the perspective that I'm coming from. And it's just an intimate conversation. And I don't want people to feel unwelcome in it necessarily. But some shit just ain't for you. And that's OK. The same way some shit just ain't for me. And I'm cool with it not being for me. I prefer that it ain't. So that's my final thought. No, Appreciate I feel you, you on all that, except Jay-Z is the H. Rap Brown. For me. For nobody. For nobody. All right. Chris, jump in here. Final no. thought. Um, 
Well, listen, me and Charles usually agree on most things, but tonight I disagree. I, I, I think white people, you need to be having the conversation about the, the, the concepts, the etymology, the, the, uh, the history that you have played a part in. Uh, and this isn't just a word and it's not just a concept. It has material consequences that come after it. Right. So, I literally don't believe that you can change nigga conditions while you are busy participating in them and creating them and building them. Right. And I don't think that we own the nigga industry. I think the nigga industry uh, is very particular about who it catches up in it. And it is based on conditions and it is a track and a pathway. And it's not just a word. It's a concept that comes along with it, with policies and structures that come after it. And we play a part of it. And one way that we play a part in it, too, as consumers and consuming the nigga industry is that we allow ourselves, uh, we allow some of the most unqualified people to command the, the position of cultural influencers that influences our thinking and the rearing of our people and the rearing of our children and the rearing of, of our politics. Uh, and it's, white folks are doing this, too, right now. White folks have some of their biggest morons taking the lead of their po political parties, their political apparatus, their populism, what's popular amongst them or whatnot. So they are witnessing kind of their own version of a nigga industry taking over their legitimate enterprises on their end. I don't have to cry for them about that because it's just unearthing a lot of stuff that we already knew. But we have always participated in giving a free pass to, to that in our own culture that is doing the same thing. So I'll just end by saying this. Uh, <laughs> it's not just a word, you know, uh, uh, when it becomes real, but, you know, you can make it just a word if you want to. I just really feel like at the end of the day, there are some people already abandoning the nigga industry, already abandoning it. They might participate in it on a weekend or at a night or in their car on their way home, but they're moving away and keeping their people away from everybody else. And that's creating a condition. That's creating a problem. That's creating distance and space between us as, as black folks. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of middle class and upper middle class people that are afraid to have that conversation, right? Out of the fear of being uncool or, on, on, you know, uh, ostracized or whatever. But you know what? Safe living is the biggest reward, I think, for those people that are afraid to have the conversation. I appreciate y'all for indulging the, the, the conversation tonight and the show. Because uh, be very frank with you, I'm bored with a lot of what we talk about a lot of time. You know, if I have to do one more show about like expectations in classrooms, I might shoot myself. I might become a sniper, right? So if we have to do one more goddamn Don't show, go about, like, shit, Chris. What's that? You know, listen, listen. We got to pivot every now and then. We got to pivot out of the like the 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 shit that's starting to bore me to tears, right? Uh, um, um. Anyways, so I appreciate y'all for indulging the show and the friends and family who have watched the show. Yeah, so uh, my final thoughts, I'm going to go a little bit a different way. Because oh, I'm, I'm random. Because I'm random. Random, right? Let's and it's going to have nothing to do with the show. But oh. tomorrow night. Well, 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 real quick, right? If you do that, can you come back and still give your final thought to close out this show after your random thought? Sure, sure, sure. You got to close us out, brother. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. yeah, I got you. All right. So, tomorrow night, uh, I, I'm debuting my, my season three of my podcast, Edge of Pierce podcast, at 8 
p.m. tomorrow night. My picture, Chris says I look dead. I'm, I look like I'm getting ready for my funeral. <laughs> but it's all good. I didn't say that. Now you got to put the picture up, Ray. Now you got to no, put no. the picture I'll up. Pick- <laughs> anyway, th- <laughs> tomorrow is going to be a funeral. We're going to kill it. Uh, my, my interview with Dr. Nadia Lopez is going to be dope. 8 p.m. Tune in. Tuesday night, Three Times Dope podcast. Wednesday night, Engage podcast. Friday, uh, uh, Charles's podcast. Charles, get on here and tell them about your cast, man. Oh, I mean, it's all it's the South Star Classroom, 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Eastern, every Friday. Right. And then we get on here and y'all talk about Freedom <laughs> Friday because hey, we being random. Freedom Friday, and y'all, y'all coming back this Friday because I missed y'all last Friday, but we were bro, together. So. Give your final thought. We're gonna do Freedom Friday, yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Bro. Just close the damn show out, land the plane. You like the worst pilot ever, bro. Yeah, so. Man, this topic was an amazing topic for me because it showed our range in terms of like who we can be as podcasters, right? Uh, realizing that it's a difficult topic to talk about, right? Like nobody wants to talk about nigga because it's so taboo, right? But for us to be able to talk about it, share our feelings about it, and uh, and do it in a manner in which, uh, you know, in a way in which we exhibited care uh, for the word, care for the culture. Uh, by critiquing the culture, I think that this is an extremely important conversation, and I look forward to having more conversations like this. So, you guys have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast, episode one seventy five. We'll check in with you next week. Peace out. <laughs>